Welcome to the Phil's Landscaping Podcast, where we cover everything landscaping to help you consistently kick the day's ass. Hello everyone, and welcome to the second ever Phil's Landscaping Podcast. We're happy to have you today. I am your host, Philip Isaacson, the owner of Phil's Landscaping. We got some good topics to uh, go over today. Kind of what we're going to be talking about today is what I do to start out the day. How do I start my mornings? What do we do in a normal day at Phil's Landscaping? What kind of yards do we take care of at Phil's Landscaping? How do we have such awesome customers? What are the goals in 2021? And what are the goals in like 10 years from 2021? So, you know, we're in the podcast studio early morning. We're about to go out to work here. But um, we got to get these podcasts out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So sometimes we got to squeeze them in. But, you know, we're just getting back from uh, Christmas break and did some fun stuff with uh, some buddies over the weekend. I mean, it's not really a big Christmas break, but we took uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. Went up skiing a couple times. Went to uh, the good old Mount Baker ski area. And um, I'm not as familiar with that mountain, but Saturday they got a ton of snow. And then um, it was snowing super hard and kind of hard to see, but... I went back up on Sunday, and it was pretty nice and clear, and we just had a really good time. So, I would say it's pretty important to do some outside-of-work activities to kind of keep your, keep your brain flowing and not always in the hamster wheel of work, and skiing is kind of a great outlet for me to get out and do something because when you're up on the ski hill you're really you're not thinking about anything and uh except what song you're gonna play next and that's an awesome way for me to kind of unwind like there's bad reception up there uh you're not really trying to talk to anybody you just ski down the hill and all you're worried about is skiing (laughs) but um so yeah that's kind of what I like to do in my spare time, one thing. Um, We'll throw it back to the first episode a little bit. Some of my buddies were saying, dude, Phil, you got to tell people what it's really like, what you were really like in high school. Maybe it sounded like I was like a perfect child, but, you know, I I did my fair share of goofing around. Um, But, yeah, we're going to save that for another episode down the road. Um, But today... Um, I want to talk about kind of how I start my mornings, how I get ready to go for the day. And, um, I mean, there really isn't a whole lot to it, but I, uh, I wake up in the morning, go outside, warm up my truck, make my neighbors real happy. One of my neighbors actually just got mad because I was warming up my truck on my day off, left me a note on the windshield that says, Hey, your diesel truck is really loud and annoying and it stinks. Please do something or I'll turn you into the board. I was like, well, wow, thank you. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I kind of just wake up in the morning, think about what we're going to do for the day. Most of our days as far as maintenance are really kind of cut and dry. We do the same thing on Mondays. We do the same thing on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. Um... But there's definitely some switching around recently uh, because we've been adding new yards. I mean, I know it's going into January now, but over here in Washington State, like, we don't really get a lot of snow. The only thing that's been kind of annoying recently is the frost in the morning because, like, we want to do a good job for our customers and it's kind of hard, like, even if you're just raking beds and doing weeds and stuff, you go there and like everything's all hard and frozen so i feel like inside i feel like 
I would get pissed off as the homeowner if my landscaper showed up and like my yard was totally frozen and they couldn't do anything really and still charged me. So like, and, and that's exactly what like big, huge companies do. And that's what like makes people switch from big companies to Phil's landscaping is because like we kind of care if we're going to do a good job or not. We are going to be, uh, going to two maintenance crews here pretty soon about half of our yards have went to bi-weekly most of our bigger yards and accounts stay year-round just so um we can keep things looking good all year round because if they get if they get switched to bi-weekly some of these yards are like acre acre and a half and the whole thing is like landscape and they got beds everywhere and all we really need is to get like behind on one section and then you're just behind and you're playing catch up so and that that makes it hard for us for like doing their landscaping and then if we get behind then or if they're like hey we need to take uh two months off then it makes it more expensive for us to go back and clean it all up. So um, it helps to keep those big yards on a weekly year-round thing. Um, most of our smaller yards have gone to every other week because it's just like a small push mowing yard and there's less weeds, less bushes to trim, less hand, hand pruning, all that kind of stuff. So um, we did get a really awesome new account last week though that i'm really pumped about um we'll kind of hit on that for a second here so i hear these guys saying like man i just i can't get i can't get any yards man like the my phone doesn't ring like i made a website like why why am i not getting any yards man like how do you have all these yards and like big yards? Well, first, nobody's going to get the yards for you unless you're going to like pay them to go sell for you, which you being the owner, that's your job. You got to be the top sales guy in the company. And if you're not, then you got to figure that out or else you're just not going to make it really. If you can't sell yourself and your services, then why did you start your landscaping business? Um, so this is kind of what I did last week. There's this uh, yard and it's a buffle, a buffle high grad. And um, every, a lot of people know him and this property in our community. And he has, a ton of old antiques from uh, the Bothell area, like Country Village. We're really big in football here. He's got our old uh, Pop Keeney scoreboard and a, just a bunch of cool antiques, old cars. Like He set up like an old gas station in it. Um, when we start working there, I'll definitely put that on my Instagram. But um, this guy was just super cool, and I... I drive by this property like three times a week and starting about a month ago, there's been a day in the week where I'm not out working in the field and I'm like doing estimates, getting new customers, working on just things for the business that I can't do when I'm out mowing lawns or raking beds or trimming bushes. So I, I drove by this property and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go knock on his door. So I flipped a Yui real quick, went and spun around, drove into the, drove into the driveway, and uh, I got a Christmas card, I got a, one of my business cards, and I went up to the front door and I said, hey, Mr. Blah, 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 hey, Mr. Nardoni, my name is Philip Isaacson, I'm a Bothell High graduate, I played Bothell football, I drive by your property um, about three times a week. And I was just wondering if you'd be interested in uh, having us take care of your property. 
Um, I think we could do a really awesome job for you, and we would take pride in our work and make sure that this place always looks good year-round. And he said, Oh, well, no shit. A Bothell grad with the landscaping business. I love it, buddy. How about you walk around and give me a quote? So I said, absolutely. I'll go walk around and give you a quote. And then, so I walked around, did did my thing, look at, at the whole property. This property is 11 acres. And I think like eight of it is landscaped. So this is this will be our biggest property to date. And um, so I went over there and uh, finished up looking at the property. Went back and knocked on his door. I said, hey, hey, Ron. Uh, just uh, looked around at the property and uh, I think I got a price figured out in my head. And he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Write it down on paper. Bring it back to me tomorrow. I used to be a handshake guy, but for something like this, I think it's good to have it on paper. So, um, I went. I went home that night. Typed up a, typed up a little contract of what we would be doing at his house and kind of what our responsibilities would be. So it's all cut and dry. Everybody knows what they're doing and what what we're supposed to be doing. And then, so I, I dropped it off. He was in the shower, unfortunately, so I didn't get to hear the good news face to face, but I got a call back uh, later that day, and he said, Hello, Phil, this is a Bothell High grad of 61. I play Bothell football and all this stuff. And I was like, after he was done, I was like, Hey, Ron, how's it going? And then he was like, Hey, we're going to give you guys a shot. So the moral of the story is I would have never gotten that job if I didn't have the guts to just go knock on somebody's door. And like, first of all, you got you to gotta practice. You don't just go up to some million dollar place and say, Hey, uh, 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 I have a, I have a mowing business and, um, you know, I'd really, I'd really like to, uh, take care of your yard. Uh, I think we could do a good job. Like I kind of mow straight lines. Um, I don't know. Uh, would you want to hire me? No, you go up there, you put your, your nicest coat on that says Phil's landscaping or whatever your, uh, company's name is. And you say, Hi, my name's Phil, and talk like you're excited, like you're so stoked to go take care of their property, and that that would be like your number one priority. So, you gotta talk with confidence, and you gotta believe in yourself, or else the customer's not gonna believe in you. Um, that's one good thing that happened last week, and um, I think there's more good days to come from me having those Tuesdays where I can just get out and do some new things like go look at estimates and figure out a lot of different things. Another another thing that I do in my business to kind of help uh, keep people in the loop of your business and kind of show your appreciation for having them as a customer and um, just a way to say thank you around Christmas time. And it, they don't even have to be your customer. Maybe there's somebody in your very early days that never had you mow their lawn, but they were they were on your side and pulling for you to be a the next big thing. Um, not saying that I am a big thing or anything, but um, like uh, one of my, a girl that I went to high school with, um, and preschool and all this stuff her dad has a construction company and um i i've asked him for advice in the past and he uh, has always uh given me good advice and is always excited to hear about how the business is going so i went to his house um on i think it might have been christmas eve as i was passing out the last bit of uh 
Christmas cards for my customers. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to go bring one over to Steve. And then, so I went there and he was like, hey, Bill, thank you, man. Thank you. And his wife answered the door and she was like, hey, Phil's here. He wants to talk to you about something. And then uh, he was like, Phil, you mean my future gardener? He was because they have a landscaper right now that's been doing their yard for like 20 years or something. And I don't, I'm not the type of guy to go swoop, swoop a job from a old vet or something. So, but I am excited to take care of their yard when the time comes. But anyways, he was kind of asking me what I've been doing. How's my business going? And, uh, they do a lot of drainage. So I said, Oh, you know, I've been putting out a couple quotes for some drainage jobs and, you know, dry creek beds and kind of throwing in some cool rocks to make it look natural. And he's like, oh, man, that's awesome. If you ever need anything to do drainage, let me know, because I've got eight backhoes and a skid steer and we can get a backhoe in any yard that you need. And just let me know whenever you need it. I'll let you use it for free and like I would I would never have a connection like that if he didn't say if I back in the old days didn't say like hey Steve like it looks like you have like a good business going here what would be some advice that, that you could give me so I could be successful too some people when they're starting now they think that they know everything and can't get advice from somebody who's smarter because a lot of young people think that, like, uh, old people, you know, they've been doing it their way. And But, you know, I'm a, I'm a young buck and things are different now. We got social media and blah, blah, blah. But, like, the key things are always the same. Like, don't get, don't get too big too fast. Treat your customers nice and always do a quality job. Um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of a couple things that have been going on with me in the past week. Um, I got a couple talking points for today. Um, first one is what do we do in a day? So, um, I wake up between five thirty and six in the morning, uh, go downstairs, make a little cup of coffee. Uh, I still live at home. So, you know, my mom, she makes some mean egg sandwiches, usually eat one of those in the morning. And then, um, me and my brother, uh, he'll take his truck and I'll take my truck and we'll go, uh, over to our storage unit. Um, the equipment side of things started to get a little too big for, uh, my parents' garage and, uh, we're keeping things at like three different places. So I was like, man, I'm going to bite the bullet. Got to buy a stinking storage unit. So I got a storage unit. It's a 20. D, I think it's a, no, it's a 30 by 10 and, um, keep all of our mowers in there. Um, all kinds of stuff, uh, ladders, hedge trimmers, wheelbarrows. I got some racks up in there. So try to stay organized, but, uh, usually once a week we got to do a little cleaning up in there. Um, so we go to the storage unit. Um, we got a list of yards. To knock out on that day and um, we just get after it not real big and taking a long lunch break um, some people would say I'm kind of a hard ass but in all honesty I don't really see a point when we're pretty much take like a five minute break to a two to ten minute break between every single lawn most of them are pretty close but definitely enough time for you to eat an apple eat a of fruit snacks or a power bar or whatever you need i feel like uh, if we're just sitting around for a half an hour that's kind of valuable time that we could be doing something else and like we're all kind of having fun so it's not like it's just a grueling job and everybody just hates their life being there and can't wait to be on lunch like no i want to i want to be a cool boss but we have, we're also there to work and I don't know. I don't like taking lunch breaks, so we just really just get after it. Our co-host just joined the party here. 
maybe he's got a couple things to add to the podcast. Let's welcome John today. Let's go! <laughs> got hey, fr- hey, Phil shows up today, brings me a nice bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit, a sausage biscuit meal, a cup of coffee. I created like an airplane office in my house, a place where I like to kick the day's ass, and uh, I got lost in there. And uh, and so now uh, Phil, because he's a man of action, sounds like he's already 25 minutes into kicking this podcast's ass. So, you know, I'm just excited to to get, add any value I can to anybody out there, you know, um, with that entrepreneurial hustle uh, that that, uh, that likes to get after it. And, and I do have one confession, Phil, I got to make on this call. Yes. Um, so my wife and I uh, on our podcast, I've been saying for years that uh, I've uh, I've been an entrepreneur since I was five. It's a lie. It was four. I was four. <laughs> I was four when I I hired Melissa Spokus. And, uh, you know, there's a great picture we found at Christmas with Melissa and an empty wheelbarrow because we were getting paid to pick up pine cones, a penny a piece. And I was paying her two for a penny. That's all the math I could do, figure out that it was going to work itself out. And... Uh, and uh, the wheelbarrow's empty. I got a big old smile on my face. And she's excited, too, because we just kicked the day's ass. So I do have a confession to make at the end of this podcast. And uh, Lord knows, Phil has been kicking the day's ass already today. Yeah, well, that's uh, pretty much the goal of every day. But um, Well, what have we been talking about? What, what have we been talking about today? Um, so basically... Uh, Kind of gave everybody um, the lowdown of how the past week has been going. Uh, we talked about uh, knocking on uh, new customers' doors and uh, customers. If you want those nice yards to take care of, they're not going to come and ask you, really. Um, you're not going to get a whole lot of things just dropped in your lap without trying. So, um, Brian you, Brian Fullerton was that who we, who we got we get we we got an interview with Brian Fullerton coming up pretty soon don't we Yeah that's gonna be out so on Brian Thursday. Talked, Brian talked about his his faith and uh, in in the book that he likes to read it's called the Bible it says knock and the door will be opened unto you exactly and Phil can knock yeah so um, knocking on doors definitely important but also just kind of uh, Knowing people in the community, like, uh, don't be, don't be so shy that you're just stuck in your own little bubble and you're trying to, you're trying to grow this business, but you can't even go talk to somebody like get out of your little turtle shell and go out and start a conversation with somebody. If you suck at that, just go try. If you're standing in line at the ranch driving, look at the guy next to you. If you're wearing your Joe's landscaping shirt and say, Hey, how's it going? I love ranch burgers, don't you? And then, you know, the next thing they'll say, man, I sure do love ranch burgers. I've been coming here for 35 years. And be like, oh, you've lived in Bothell for 35 years? Oh, that's funny. Because I just started a landscaping business two years ago. And man, we're really blowing up. Oh, you have a landscaping business? Oh, man, I've been looking for a landscaper ever since Jose went back to Mexico and he left me. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. You got to clean up. You got a new yard to maintain and maybe a mulch job. All from saying, hey, you like ranch burgers? So, um. And there's so much opportunity. You, go, you can always be hungry for something. And uh, you're, you're not going to be hungry getting Uber Eats sitting at your house wondering how your landscaping business is going to grow. Right, John? <laughs> Absolutely. And listen, train up your people, train up your squad, train up your, if you're, if you got a girlfriend, get her a, get her a landscaping Carhartt or jacket or whatever. If you got kids, train them up, get them a shirt, get them a hat. You got a, you got a wife, train them up and you got your mom, your brother, your aunt. Everybody should know that you cut grass. When you walk into a room, it should not be a question about what you do. It should be like, that guy, oh, yep, he, that, that's Attorney Dave. Oh, yep, that's, uh, that's, that's Dr. Mike. Oh, yep, that's the lawnscaper. <laughs> that's landscaper. landscaper. I like to say lawnscaping. It's, it's kind of a new term. It's, uh, kind of like, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like, um, entree leadership. 
you know, some guy named Dave Ramsey came up with this term called entree leadership. I'm calling it lawnscaper. And, and I think there's a, there might be a future in this, but we'll see. But so, but either way, you got to go after everybody should know who you are and what you're about. And that's what, and that's the other piece that attractiveness, that ability for the business to come your way. Because so many jobs, like Phil said, people just stopped showing up. If you, and it's not complicated, right? If you were going to a, a restaurant every Friday night, you go to the same restaurant, you go to the same restaurant with your wife or your, your girlfriend or, or your, or your brother or whatever. And then one day you show up and just shoot, it just closed. You know, no, no, no sign on the door, no nothing. Just, it's not open today. Well, you, you're going to go get a bite to eat because that was your night to go out. So you're going to go somewhere else. You go down the street to Javier's and Javier's got pretty good cooking. It's not the same because you knew that place before and they were friendly and you liked them, etc. Okay. So then the next Friday night rolls around and now you're, uh, now, now you go again and they're closed again. Okay. Now you might give your old spot one more shot, but by week three, Javier's your guy. But the reason you went to Javier's is because you knew Javier's was there. If nobody knows you're there, if nobody knows that you're open for business, you can't serve anybody. That's what Phil's talking about. Real time. He just did this a couple times last week, and it was awesome accounts he picked up because he just knocked on the door. This is not a theory. This is what Phil's doing every day. Just get out and do it. Crush it. So, um... Next talking point is what kind of yards do we take care of? Um, we kind of have a, a variety of yards that we take care of. We got bigger bigger HOA accounts. Uh, one of them is uh, six acres of grass, um, street strips, and a lot of just big uh, laser Z mowing back and forth and listening to podcasts and jamming to tunage. Um, another one, uh, we got a, another HOA that's pretty, pretty good size. A lot of push mowing strips, blowing leaves. They got a big, uh, section of grass that we got to take care of. Um, the HOA president's a little bit picky, but, uh, we, we work with that. So, um, my kind of favorite yards to take care of are kind of the more high end, bigger yards with, Lots of plants and um, grass, bigger grass areas. Like that, just they don't all have to be mowed with a big zero turn mower to be like your favorite one of your favorite lawns. Like some of my favorite lawns, we would do with a twenty one inch push mower. And for everybody that thinks that you need to have a sixty inch laser Z to have a successful lawn business, is just totally smoking something wrong because you can make just about the same amount well it depends on where you're living if you're living places that only has two to three acre yards yeah you're gonna need a big mower but around here in our area we got a couple million dollar houses with smaller pieces of grass and more plants and bed areas than grass so we can really cover a lot of bases with hedge trimmers and push mowers um so i kind of enjoy taking care of the higher end properties uh, there's a custom home builder uh that was in our area and i went to school with some of their kids back in the old days we went to christian school together his name is uh or their company's called parmenter homes and they build like some cool custom homes so uh we got like two or three of those we take care of a couple of big yards out in Snohomish and it's really fun to just hop on the hop on the zero turn and lay stripes on a sunny day and plug in a podcast or whatever um we also take care of uh small smaller yards in, in the Bothell area or picking up new new customers all the time in the Canyon Park Bothell area and uh they're more straight push mowing yards we got a skag last year to try to boost our productivity but uh, in all honesty i didn't like how the lawns were looking after the skag was running over them we live in a wet area and uh it's like a 800 pound mower and then you put a fat guy like me on the back of it that's a thousand pounds rolling around on your property and 
you could just be knocking it out with a push mower and it looks just as nice. Um, so we, we kind of take care of all, all different sizes of properties and um, try to keep them looking good all, all year round. Um, our next, the next thing I wanted to talk about is uh, how do we have such awesome customers? So um, what do you think is uh, kind of a key thing that helps us get awesome customers, John? Because you're one of our awesome customers. I think this the passion, you know, you just, you just hit on it, you know, just the, the passion for the work uh, is evident in everything that Phil's uh, landscaping is doing. Uh, the passion for, uh, you know, providing a good quality finished product. Uh, I think so often, um, you know, people get into some sort of business for, for the money or they get in it for this or they get in for that and, and the money's going to come. But, and, and, you know, and in the, in, in the freedom of time, it, you know, if you do it right, it's also going to come. But at the end of the day, uh, it's got to be that that love of, uh, of doing a good job and, and making somebody's day. And, uh, you know, Phil's crews has always been, has always had that. And, and I think that, you know, we can be so quick, uh, you know, in, in doing the work and just make it about the work and about getting paid and, and, uh, and, and and neglect the customer experience and and just taking a, a just a couple extra minutes to ask somebody how their day is going uh, when you get out to their their yard and and uh, to be excited about um, you know things that are going on and, and have enthusiasm I mean that is uh, you know a skill that you can learn I don't think you you necessarily have to be born with that um, but having that and having people on your team understand that that's the way that you you do business. That's the way you do things. That's what I was talking about a minute ago. And that's what they've got. That's what Phil's team's doing. And um, Phil's landscaping is is on a on a mission. Uh, you know, and there's a big there's a big there's a big market. There's a big opportunity. I think for people. Uh, you know, right now, and and, and even in this co in this COVID time, to to have a good quality landscaping company who who will will handle things for them. And it gives people a, a better sense of, you know, they feel better about it, man. You got a nice set. My, my wife even says, you know, when the lawn is mowed, I, I'm in a better mood, you know. And so just knowing like that, that's the purpose behind the work uh, is you're really making people's lives better. And that's what Phil Phil is, is really picking up with. And and, um, and that always wins. So it doesn't matter if you're landscaping or, or landscaping or if you're in you know, you're building cars or you're building houses or, or whatever. Just being enthusiastic uh, about uh, the work you get to do. There's a lot of folks right now who, who aren't working yep. and who would love the opportunity to, to be able to just go out and push a mower, put, you know, the push mower division I love, you know. And, and that's what he talked about too is like, don't be so fancy. You don't need to be so fancy. You know, make money, you know, over fancy, you know. It's so often, you know, there's a flex of, of trying to impress people, you know, shit that costs too much and the people you don't even really like, you know, at the end of the day. And, and, and so I think knowing who, you know, feels really genuine, you know, knows, you know, who he is and, and um, you know, and he started with an Econo van pulling, you know, right? Yeah. yeah if you've seen the pictures of the Econo van that used to, to pull the, uh, the trailer around, there's no... You know, we'll do whatever it takes to make Sally's Sally's lawn look good. We'll do whatever it takes, you know, and and uh, you know, knowing your customers by name, knowing their stories, knowing what they they are up to in the community, all those things um, just continue to fuel uh, the fire and uh, make make you know make us happy and make others others happy. So you being a successful business owner of a couple different uh, businesses. Do you think that you would have the same success that you've had if when you started, all you cared about was money and you didn't put customer relationships in front of only making money? No. And the answer, and the answer, the answer is so clear. Um, and it's interesting too. And you, at the highest level, right? The richest, it might be Elon Musk now. I don't know. But the Jeff Bezos, right? Everybody on here has probably got something from Amazon. 
uh, their number one core value at Amazon is customer obsession. Customer obsession. Now, if you truly become obsessed with your customer, believe it or not, it's not always the easiest place to work because your standards, your bar of what you are going to deliver uh, through the lens of the customer is is mat is high, and so uh, Amazon in that regard can be a, a harder place to work. Uh, but for the right people, the right people who buy into that idea of customer obsession, they've all made a whole lot of money. But it started first with the customer obsession. That's how we got to where we're at. And Jeff Bezos would drive around in a little Honda Accord, you know. And then the other thing is is is. Uh, being willing to do whatever it takes, you know, when you're you're a small business owner and you're just getting going and you're in the first few years, you, you got to be willing to do whatever it takes to keep people happy. Because one net one one customer who has a bad experience uh, can it, blow it, you it, up. is, you know, it's social media nowadays and the Yelp reviews and the da 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 does like one customer with a bad experience uh, from you or your crew blows you up. So you got to got to bend over backwards. Uh, you got to bend over backwards to make sure and that often can be at the short-term expense, right? At the bottom line, you make a little less on the deal cuz you spend a little more time getting it right. You you know, you make a little less on it because you got to pay to fix something that wasn't done the right way or or whatever, but you've got to do those things. And and I think that then the key is to grow big and small at the same time to be able to do that regardless of how many that everybody knows that's how we do business. Yeah. That's the next gear. So one of John's businesses is called Love the Process. It would be different if he named it Love the Money right. back in the day. But he's just been chipping away at it every year. And now uh, they're going to launch a nationwide uh, coaching Yeah. Coaching, uh, how, what, how coaching would you call pro- it? Yeah, coaching, coaching program. Coaching program yeah, yep. uh, to teach other people people uh how to how to be successful just like they do and how they've kind of loved the process of getting to where they are today like it doesn't just happen overnight and people people that just have their eyes on the dollar signs all the time usually end up and last sometimes um that's good yep i agree so we got uh two more two more talking points here um what are the goals of the 2021 season um so the the goals for 2021 is kind of uh, just, uh, in all honesty, do the same thing as 2020, but uh, do it better. And we've kind of been growing, almost doubling every year since I started in 2018. And uh, I think this year, uh, with the help of some of my friends, myself, and some mentors, uh, I think we'll we'll be able to double again. And um, the key to that for us is going to be putting the right guys in the right spots, kind of like football. I mean, the Patriots aren't doing too hot with Cam Newton in that spot, so, you know, they're going to have to figure that out and switch it around. So that's kind of like what what we're, what we're doing. I got uh, my brother on board. I got a, a new uh, young guy, Gunner. He just plugs away at the lawns. He's got a real talent in landscaping. Um, we got another guy, Jerry, he's worked for a couple other landscaping companies. Uh, and now we got him with us, so probably keep him for a while. And, uh, yeah, you know, I like meeting these guys and kind of seeing, seeing what they're like, what they like to do and seeing if I can not only give them a job in landscaping, but if I could be a positive influence on them and their life, then that's a that's a double win for me um i think what we're going to focus on this year is uh like racking up a lot of small yards all next to the yards that we already take care of so we're not driving over 10 miles away just to mow a new lawn for 45 or 50 bucks yard density yeah route density baby um so that's kind of what we're going to be focusing on this year and maybe uh we'd like to go from like one mega crew to two two long crews and uh 
another crew doing landscaping cleanups slash landscaping jobs, whether it be like little drainage things, mulch jobs. Um, you talked about the power of the cleanup. The power of the cleanup, yeah. Let's talk about the power of the cleanup real quick. People underestimate the power of the cleanup sometimes. You get the cleanup. You clean it up. You charge an, a fair hourly rate. So if you're going with three guys, you should at least be charging 50 bucks a man hour. So you're making 150 bucks an hour. Most, most cleanups are kind of an all-day thing. So you get that. You clean up the property super nice, and at the end of that, you get a, a nice little check for your hard work for the day, and then after that, you use your skills to go sell them on getting on a maintenance schedule so you can keep their yard maintained and keep it looking awesome all year round and pitch it to them like, hey, you know, like we won't have to do another cleanup if we have maintenance. And, uh, I'm, I'm sure you would be happy with our services. Um, and then, uh, so what is our end goal for Phil's landscaping? I would say the end goal is really going to be all the way to the top. I mean, I was at uh entrepreneur Academy and I mean, I got, uh, boss landscapers in my area that I look up to and, pick their brands for advice but there's this one guy uh, Corey Ballard there at uh, the Entrepreneur Academy and this guy has like 42 trucks uh, 200 and something employees a big old compound over there in Iowa and uh, like I wouldn't say like having your landscaping business is like that's all you need to think about is just like oh, I want to be Corey Ballard I want to do that I want to have 10 25 trucks and a full-time mechanic blah 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 but like you can put that up there and say like one day i want to be like that guy and like that's my end goal but it's not going to happen next week and um it's gonna it's gonna take time work and commitment to get there so that's really my end goal i want to be the landscaper in the bothell Woodenville area and just completely crush the whole area and um that's a, have you ever heard of frosty have not there's a football coach named frosty in our area a legendary coach out of plu and uh you can google him anybody you know whatever but he always says i love what phil said there at the end he said make the big time where you're at like make the big time where you're at and so often you know, it's, I want to go, you know, I'm going to go national, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Dominate the space you're in, you know, dominate the space you're in. And, you know, mow edge blow. It's not, it, you know, the more the more complicated it gets, the more difficult it gets to be the best, to be the best. And so I love what you said there, the discipline on, on knowing what... And I'll say I'll say this, and I think Phil is, is hitting on this, whether inadvertently or not. But uh, a guy named Jim Collins wrote a book called "Good to Great," and it talks about how do you get there? How do you get to where Phil's talking about? How do you get to be the best? How do you get to be the greatest? And uh, he said you got to look at three things. One, what could, what are we deeply passionate about? It's obvious Phil's passionate about landscaping. Okay, what are you deeply passionate about? Number two, you know what can we be the best in the world at? And you can't be the best in the world at everything. You cannot be the best in the world at everything. You got to figure out what is your gift, what is your talent, what is your thing, what do you want to be the best in the world at? Uh, and uh, lawn lawn maintenance is 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 has been a focus, right? So being the best in the world at lawn maintenance, the more you do it, the better you'll get. And then uh, what drives the economic engine? So you've got to look at you know obviously A minus B equals C. You know revenue minus cost equals profit. You know you've got to make money to grow and to become the best so that you can reinvest and that you can give people that work for you a really good life. And Phil just, Phil just laid that out right there with the begin with the end in mind of what Phil's landscaping is about. And, and so I'm excited. Now, the other thing is I would mention, um, not I don't know that they care about this per se, but you've got to get this. Is uh, 
because I think you will care. That's why I say that. But you've got to get this. Like it will start slow. It will feel like almost like you're making no progress it, towards a goal like that. But you've got to keep pushing every single day. That's what why this podcast exists, right, Phil? Yep. To encourage guys to get up every day and push and push. And Corey Ballard, you know, I'm sure we'll you, we'll have him on here uh, soon. Uh, but Corey, um, my wife and I had Corey on, uh, uh, our podcast not that long ago and it, success leaves clues. He just get he just, he just gets up every day and pushes, you, you know, you can't, Rome wasn't built overnight. Most people on here get that, but so sometimes we'll get outside of the, just, just push, 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 but also have, have an idea, a picture of where you're going. Of where you're going. Because when you can see on the goal, you can see the horizon way out in the distance and look up. At least you now know you're going in the right direction. But if you just walk with your head down and constantly look at every little thing that's going on and don't have at least an idea of where the target is, where you're going, I promise you the guy that looks up to look to see, make sure where he's going is where he's going. He's going to get there quicker. No matter how good your map is. A visual aid of where I'm going beats a good map. Amen. Because you got to um, keep looking down and go, where are we? And then you orient yourself while one guy just keep pushing. Another thing that kind of helps me, and then we're kind of going to wrap this up. But um, So when I started out, and he's going to be our next guest, I I was really into watching uh, Brian's lawn maintenance videos. Like a lot of his ones in the old days, too, that talked about um, – growing your lawn business how do you get customers how do you do all of that stuff and some people are like it's important to have people that you look up to in your same industry and shoot for the same goals that they're shooting for so um i would say uh there's different guys on youtube for different parts of your business and where you want to go so i would say like um, Brian's lawn maintenance is a boss and, um, he, he, his lawn business is more like, it's going to be what it is. He's working on other businesses inside of his Brian's lawn maintenance brand, which is completely genius. Um, but I will say that like, if you're if you're trying to go from one to two crews or add a third crew for landscaping, I would definitely open your eyes to other guys and um, see what they're doing because they can definitely pass you nuggets um, for success and like scaling your business. One thing that John's going to kind of help me out with this season and there's tons of guys in the industry, uh, one guy that's kind of close to us is uh, Mike Andes. He's over in Bellingham area. Uh, that guy's a genius. Um, Corey Ballard has a podcast that's pretty awesome too. Um, I mean, th- there's just there's tons of guys out there to watch, and uh, like watching YouTube videos takes a lot of time. So I would recommend just seeing what what works for you the best and what's giving you the biggest growth nuggets and plug that in to your head. So, um, all those guys have great podcasts to, uh, Fullerton unfiltered and green industry podcasts and Brit Dowd. Well, we'll have, uh, Brit Dowd and Paul Jameson on here soon. And, uh, we'll get some nuggets from their business because one Paul is, has a, boss landscaping company and that it's going so well that he can take time off to do full tours to just work on his podcast and i would say eventually like that would be one of my goals but it's not going to happen tomorrow because we still got to do yards and i mean brit dowd has a million dollar fertilizing company and he's put in the time to grind away at spraying fertilizer spraying lawns it all started with one little push mower and now he's making podcasts traveling around meeting new guys uh so i mean there's always there's always the the next step in business and 
sometimes you just got to take the leap of faith and go try and get that goal. But um, I would say that's probably, that's going to be wrapping our podcast up for the day. You got any anything else you want to add, John? I just, it just man, the fact that you are on here listening to uh, some of the wisdom of Phil's landscaping and some of the nuggets and the connectivity and the community of the of landscaping. The fact that you're listening to podcasts is, is such an advantage. Why in the world would you not spend time learning from people like Phil said that are doing what you want to be doing? It is so accessible now. And so we're grateful uh, for your continued uh, listening if any questions come up from this or any ideas come up from this, certainly, you know, let Phil know and, 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 and it'll be added to content and we'll get answers and we'll con- collaborate with folks. Phil doesn't know this, but man, this, this podcast on iTunes is already, did Adrian tell you, is like top entrepreneurship podcast across, entrepre- one of the top across the entire entrepreneurship spectrum, but in landscaping specifically, you are on fire in the last week, which means people are listening, people are sharing, people are reviewing. Uh, the review rate's been high. We just really, if you get anything out of this, we'd love a review. We'd love you to share it. Tell your friends. It's our heart to just continue to grow the message of, of hope for guys that are on, on lawnmowers and, and, and trying to figure out how to get their business to the next level. Absolutely. Thanks, John. Yeah, um, if you're enjoying this podcast, I really hope you are. Um, we're gonna we're gonna keep putting in work and try and put out good good episodes for you guys. And uh, hit me up on Instagram. Shoot me a, a DM. Um, I I got a long list of guys that want to be on the podcast. So uh, one of these days, we're just gonna have a straight up podcast day and get everybody in the loop here. And um, but. Feel free, just message me on uh, Instagram. I know most of our listeners come from the Instagram followers, but uh, if you could leave us a, a little comment and say like what you, what you maybe like to hear, or how we're doing on here, and uh, definitely leave us a five-star review uh, if, if this uh, podcast hits home with you. Um, leave, us a, leave us a review, and uh, we'd love to go over uh, some of these nice reviews that we get on the podcast um in our in our next episode after the one with the big boss brian fullerton so um that's going to be coming out on thursday and uh, we hope everybody has a really awesome week this week and just goes out and absolutely crushes it let's go thank you for listening have a great day guys